This week on Friday Night History. Ino Hanzaemon's Long Walk. The story of Dai Nihon Enkai Yochi Zenzu and one man's epic mission of cartography. This episode of Friday Night History was unfortunately not recorded before a live Twitch audience owing to a scheduling conflict. But episodes usually get recorded at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. Subscribe to catch future recording sessions, gaming streams, and more. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash riversidewings. Your support makes this and more possible. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. Ino Hanzaimon's Long Walk. Last week, we looked at Mamiya Rinzo, his surveys of Ezochi, the land we now call Hokkaido, Sakhalin, and the Kuril Islands, and how they aided the shogunate's efforts to bolster its control of the march to the north of Honshu. We also learned how this was tied up in the Seabold incident. Mentioned along the way was Mamiya's teacher, Ino Tadataka, alias Ino Hanzaimon, and how his own epic survey of the Japanese coastline further contributed to this. Unfinished at the time of Ino's death, Mamiya finished it and saw it to publication. This week, we're going to explore more of Ino's story and round out our appreciation of the man, his career, and his oeuvre. I should note here that last week I kept flubbing his name. It's Ino, not Ina. This week, I'm getting that right. Okay, so, Ino Hanzaimon was born in Ozeki, a village of Kazusa province, which today is part of Kujukuri town in what's now Chiba Prefecture. He was adopted by a wealthy family of sake brewers and rice dealers of Sawara in nearby Shimosa province, today part of Katori, Chiba Prefecture, which is how he received the Ino surname. At that level of financial privilege, the distinction between a merchant and a warrior was a lot blurrier than might be assumed, which is important to bear in mind considering that he went on to work for the shogunate and is often depicted with not one but two swords, which is a well-known mark of the warrior caste in Edo period Japan. He was wealthy enough that he was able to use his own funds to provide relief for the local population which was suffering the brunt of the Tenmei famine, and to have his own wealth not particularly adversely impacted. And the f this financial privilege also afforded him the stability and freedom to engage in self-study of calendar-making and astronomy. A word, though, on that point of astronomy... Some of you might remember that one of the more popular earlier episodes of Friday Night History, long before it was a podcast, was the one where I talked about the Imperial Court's Ministry of Divination, a sort of real-life Ministry of Magic, which existed until 1873. While its purview did indeed center on matters concerning the occult, it was also the Bureau which handled things like calendar-making, astronomy, weather forecasts, and more. 
All of these very real-world sciences were important to how it did its work. So the shogunate, as with the imperial court, had its own astronomers and calendar makers, who were also very aware of the work of the ministry, but had less of an emphasis on the occult. So at age 49 in 1795, Kansei 7, Ino went to study with one of them, Takahashi Yoshitoki. Again, it was Ino's financial privilege that allowed this. He was not only wealthy, but by this point he'd already retired to, as a successful businessman, passing on the family headship and business while retaining a, access to the family's wealth with which to fund his own studies. This is the part I keep getting stuck on as I research and write this story. The Temmei Famine killed and impoverished a lot of people, and this was also the era of rice speculators hoarding rice from starving people and triggering the direct action of so-called smashings, uchikowashi, where angry starving people smashed their doors in and carried off the rice. So the thought that Ino had the money to independently do a survey of this magnitude in a time when so many others were suffering haunts me. Anyway, for better or worse, Ino spent five years furthering his political and scholarly connections in Edo as well as advancing his personal studies. At the end of it, the shogunate approved his plan to survey the Japanese coastline, and Ino set off on the first of what was eventually a series of ten surveying missions. The shogunate endorsed the mission given, as we saw in last week's episode, the rising threat posed by the Russian Empire's incursions to the north. It wasn't long before this, after all, that the Russian envoy and military officer Adam Laxman visited Japan in an attempt to negotiate con concessions including a trade agreement. But the shogunate was also dealing with its own recovery from the Tenmei famine, and I'm sure it was all too glad to let Ino do the survey as long as he picked up the cost himself. These surveys took him and his team around to all extremes of Japan. Ino surveyed the Japanese coast as well as much of the coastline of neighboring Ezochi, with surveying instruments of his own invention. As an example of Ino's work, Let's take a look at this snippet, which I've snapshotted from the maps in the collection of the U.S. Library of Congress. For listeners, check out the blog post for the image. For reference, we're orienting ourselves with west to the top in the interest of text direction. To the top of the image is the spine of the Oshu Mountains. Below them, along some smaller hills, rise castle walls. Sendai Castle on Mount Alba, with the legend Residence Castle of Lord Matsudaira Masachio. House Date had the right to use the Matsudaira surname, the original name of the Tokugawa clan, as an honorific. Masachio was the childhood name of Date Chikamune, the then lord of Sendai Domain. Below, in a red zigzag, the line of the Oshu Highway runs left, south, to right, north. Nagamachi at left, Nanakita at right, both part of the modern city of Sendai. The county line between Natori County and Miyagi County is clearly delineated. Here, it follows the line of the Hirose River on the left. Pretty much all of what you can see here is part of modern Sendai, and this stretch of the Oshu Highway roughly overlaps with the line of the Tohoku Shinkansen, the Tohoku Bullet Train, 
And if you try to superimpose the map over a map of modern Sendai, it gets surprisingly close. Ino's survey work was so gradual and monumental that along the way, others joined him and even became his students. One of these was Mami Arinzo, about whom we talked last week. To get his story, go back and listen to episode 25, Mami Arinzo Goes North. Mamiya came from similar affluent non-warrior roots as Ino, and as we discussed, went north from what's now Wakanai, with Matsuda Denjiro in tow, to map the coast of Sakhalin, which was at the time thought to be a peninsula connected to the Asian continent, but which, thanks to Mamiya's survey, was proven to be an island. In 1812, Mamiya returned to Ainu lands to finish the unfinished work of Ino, together with others of the latter's friends and students. Ino himself died in 1818 at age 73, which was extremely long-lived for the time. But the work of Mamiya and others made possible the 1821 presentation to the shogunate and original publication of Dai Nihon Enkai Yochi Zenzu, Ino's Coastal Mapping Survey. You can check out Ino's Dai Nihon Enkai Yochi Zenzu here, digitized and viewable, in the collection of the U.S. Library of Congress, for the podcast listeners, check out the blog post and follow the link. It's big. It's also apparently one of the most complete surviving collections of the entire series anywhere in the world. As noted last week, the work of both Mamiya and Ino was crucial to the Tokugawa shogunate's development of coast defense nationwide as well as policy on the northern border, in and beyond the march controlled by the House of Matsumae. As such, it was deemed strategically sensitive information, which is why the shogunate reacted so severely when in 1828, the Prussian doctor Philip Franz von Siebold then posted to Dejima in Nagasaki Harbor at the Dutch East India Company's outpost, was found to be in possession of copies of Mamiya and Ino's maps in what is remembered as the Siebold Incident. The maps continued to inform Japanese cartography for nearly a century well into the late Meiji era. Ino's former residence is preserved as a museum in what's now Katori, Chiba Prefecture, where across the street can be found the Ino Tadataka Memorial Museum, which preserves documents as well as some of the surveying equipment from this monumental undertaking. If you're in the area, or are listening one day when it's possible to enter Japan again, go and take a look. I'm Nairi, and this has been... Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan. Our theme is Buga Blue, written by Craig Friedrich and performed by the U.S. Army Blues, available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings or subscribe at twitch.tv slash riversidewings and catch gaming, historical banter, and episode recordings. You can find my audio fiction and other short work for sale at riversidewings.itch.io and check out my novel at bit.ly slash ebook. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. 
Next week, Coast Defense and International Learning. Hayashi Shihei, House Date of Sendai, and the defensive argument for easing Japan's national seclusion. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around. <laughs>